0: Welcome to Conscious Curiosity SD, the podcast that provides the backstory of local, successful San Diego leaders who bring hope, inspiration, and purpose to the work they do and the people they lead. Conscious Curiosity is sponsored by Conscious Capitalism San Diego and the Better Business Bureau of San Diego. And I'm your host, Jeff Blanton from Jailbreak Leadership. We'll hear from leaders who prove businesses can positively change the communities they work and live in by seeking a higher purpose beyond profit. We'll explore why they have come to lead in this way, the rewards and challenges of being a conscious leader, and their vision for the future of their businesses and the community of San Diego. What does it take to make a significant change to a successful business model that's over 100 years old? Today on Conscious Curiosity SD, we're going to find out with our very special guest, Matt failing from the Better Business Bureau. Matt, welcome.
1: Thank you. Great to be here, Jeff. I'm very happy to be here.
0: We are in your building. So. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, that, yeah. Um, Short commute today.
1: But it's the first time I've been in here and I really like it. It's, uh, it's, it's nice, so I'm glad that you guys have been using it and you've been using it for your Conscious Curiosity podcast.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. So Matt, who uh, has been with the Better Business Bureau for uh, 20 plus years, has been the president and CEO of the Southwest region since 2006, And that all merged with San Diego about 2018. Matt has over 21,000 businesses that are part of the Better Business uh, Network. And here in uh, San Diego, we've got over 6,000 companies as part of the Better Business Bureau. But what I'm excited to explore with Matt as a leader, what led him to take on this big change around an iconic business like the Better Business Bureau? How was he able to enroll and convince the stakeholders to buy into his idea, Share what the journeys look like, the good, bad, and the ugly. And where where do you see things going, right? Between the Better Business Bureau and San Diego. So Matt, this is going to be really fun and really interesting. I'm excited. Well, to start off, I am always curious of the business leader, at least like what's the early story? Because most people's career isn't like some well mapped out, <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> you know, I don't know, one day they invited me and now I never left kind of thing. So. Like what was your education? What did you do the first couple of years, and and how did you end up in the better business? Yeah, period?
1: you know, I answered the phone in 1995 in July, as a as a college kid who needed a three credit internship to graduate. But because I was managing a bar, restaurant bar at right, a college shot house. Um, I I couldn't go work for free, and the internship was like working for free, and they didn't have the rules back then that they have now, so you could actually, you know, free labor. An intern was free labor. So I had heard that some people would pay, so I paid my credits to continue my, uh, you know, um, uh, education. You know, you needed to enroll in like one credit hour to stay active and to be on that roster to be able to be called for your internship. In the middle of July in Richmond, Virginia, uh, Virginia Commonwealth University got the phone call the Better Business Bureau is looking for someone to help him finish a newsletter because I was a public relations uh, student and um the rest is history. So, so I didn't. This was right out of college. Yeah. Uh, right out of dirt. Yeah. Right out of college. I worked uh, in an engineering firm. I had done um, doing concrete inspections. Got, got all got of certified. That pretty quick. Huh? Yeah. I, you know, wore the boots and carried the wheelbarrow around and tested concrete and broke cylinders and these sorts of things. And I did, uh, you know, a lot of bar and restaurant. Yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, it, it had to pay my own way at the end, you know, cause I switched schools a few times and my parents were like, well, you can do that, but you can pay for it. So yeah, just needed something to pay the light bill and, um, showed up. I didn't know what the Better Business Bureau was. I mean, I'd heard it, which is an interesting conundrum. People will say to me, well, nobody knows, no kids know what the Better Business Bureau was today. And I said, we didn't know what it was back then either. I mean, why would we, we had no reason to know what it was. And so, um. Yeah. So I entered the phone and showed up and CEO and I hit it off and I finished a newsletter for him. And he asked me, you must know computers. And no, sure. I know how to turn them on. And I got to learn how to program and, you know, work in the database. And it was kind of when businesses and particularly nonprofits were coming online and, and beginning to use databases and CRMs and MIS systems and um, how to integrate the entire operations and the sales and the HR and the, you know, finances. And so I learned that and, um, you know, ended up doing a bunch of different things for what I would consider a small nonprofit. The Better Business Bureau was at the time in Richmond and um, got hired away to go to our headquarters. And, you know, after about a month there or not a month there, maybe six months there, I realized I don't like, this headquarter kind of going to work and not really interacting with local businesses and consumers and just kind of, I really felt like we were making an impact locally. And you know, I, I could probably, now I can look back and go, this is why, but back then I probably couldn't have verbalized it other than I didn't enjoy it. And it was, you know, a commute up to DC and eh, I mean. It wasn't been, you. No. So I turned to my two weeks and they said, why? And I said, well, um, you know, my fiance or my girlfriend at the time and I wanted to move out West and she's not my wife. And they said, "Where are you going?" I said, "We're going to stop in Denver. My my parents moved to Denver, and so they're going to let us stay with them until we find something. Whether we go on to California or Washington or Canada, I mean, we didn't know." And um, ended up falling in love with Denver. Oh, well, they said, "Oh, well, why don't you stay? We have a lot of clients on the West Coast, and they'd love to have you if you can, you know, work a couple extra hours. You know, on the East Coast, we have to shut off service at like six, and for three for them, or God forbid, noon for Hawaii." So, you know, I became the first teleworker in 2000 for what was called the Council of Better Business Bureaus. And that was fun because I got to work with the BBBs to help them solve problems and worked out of my house for three years and then got tired of that. And
0: Oh, so you were used to that way back in the day.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, yeah, <laughs> like it, so, yeah. And then just you were a trendsetter, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I tried to quit and they, they wouldn't, I think there was a fight between my boss and his boss. And I think his boss flexed, and said, "Okay, well, you know what? Like, I'm going to keep this Matt guy on the team. And <laughs> it'll be a pain in your rear for another it's three years. Because right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not the easiest employee. I was curious, so you know, it wasn't bad. I showed up, but boy, did I ask questions. And I think that's why my first boss really liked me. He let me do everything. I did not just you know public relations and and computer and programming, but I did outreach and I learned HR and I learned payroll and I, I mean, he let me do everything." And still one of my mentor and a good friend of mine, he just got inducted into the BBB Hall of Fame last year. And I got to go back and golf with him and see him and his kids. And, you know, his son is actually the CEO of Coastal Payroll out here, um, which is a weird, circuitous route to to reconnect with him. But, um, you know, I think curiosity, you know, so I think that's what kept me. uh, That's what allowed them to his my boss's boss to see something in me that my boss didn't see. And, you know, I made a lot of great relationships working for better business bureaus then, right? And I knew that I could move anywhere in the country. And my wife and I didn't have kids at the time. And so we were like, oh, this is pretty good. It's kind of cool. We can go wherever we want. And, um, you know, and then... And really have good. a job. And have a job. Yeah. Right. I that's mean usually, it may not that's be. That's usually there. part of the problem. Yeah, yeah, uh, either
0: uh, a company says you get to go here, right? Your yeah. choice of one. Or you yeah. can go where you want to go and yeah. then you gotta go find a job, right? Absolutely, so, Jeff. Uh, and I and, and
1: I I wasn't I wasn't chasing money. I was just chasing paying bills. And so we were quite simple. Um, back we, in the nice times. It <laughs> really was. We didn't have to be, but I mean, I just, I didn't have that. I wasn't the intrinsic guy that was born. Uh, you know, Oh, I got to make money and I got to create a company. and I got to do this. And I, know I wasn't chasing, I didn't care about this. I, I didn't even know pop culture. I knew nothing. I was so checked out of what I would call the external. I just worked. I tried to do the best I could do with my job. and, learn everything in the business and again I think it's subconscious I can look back at it and tell you what it is but during the midst of it I You're just doing it I have no clue so yeah so, so that's actually kind of a cool story and it? it's too
0: bad that not more young people starting out get more variety like that yeah where you have bosses that just don't want to put you in some corner over and say, so, okay, go over there. I got a little job for you to do and right. versus exposing you to lots of things and actually starting to find out, you know, wh- what is my thing? Yeah. You know, what do I like? What am I good at? Yeah. Versus kind of getting pigeonholed into something. And yeah. and that becomes your career for the next 40 years. <laughs> and well,
1: it never was your thing. <laughs> and You know, the difference, I think, too, is it was a small company. And so, you know, I'm not sure you could do that at a really large company. True, you know, true. I'm not sure you could. Maybe you could. Um. So, I think I had that advantage, you know, and then the other thing was you know they didn't have things like you'd only work eight hours and overtime and stuff I mean, I mean you know, if you look back and quantified like my sal- if you took my salary, <laughs> you took the amount of hours that
0: I worked just stayed in the bar,
1: Matt <laughs> yeah <I'm> not, <laughs> yeah, I was not making I was making much less per hour. I mean, I remember sleeping there sometimes, honestly, true story, I would sleep there um you know, and wake up in the morning, and I was also going to grad school at the time then, and I was doing i mean, it just was an interesting. I mean, oh, what a what a what a way to learn, kind of you know business in the office. And I mean, yes, this was a nonprofit, but I was fortunate to work for somebody who just said that's just a tax designation, right? right? right. Like more money, more mission, more margin, more mission. You know, you, you there's no shame in raising revenue. You know, no matter you have to, right? Whether you're a business, whether you're a nonprofit, whether you know, it doesn't matter. Revenue, no revenue, you don't exist. You just you're gone. Right, so you, right. it's just a dream at that point. So, right? Yeah.
0: So I'm um, from Denver, then that, that was the opportunity? To, that's so, when you kind of decided to yeah. head towards Phoenix way? Well, what happened
1: was Denver hired me. I kind of, they put out a, a uh, the Denver BBB, they put out a job description. And um, I jokingly said to the CEO, because I was living in Denver, but working for the National Council, so I would go into their office and I knew them. And I said, I read your job description. And I said, I got to move to Denver for that job. And then I realized, well, <laughs> I'm already in Denver, so I didn't apply. And she said, well, you work for the council, the CEO at the time. She said, well, you work for the council. I can't afford you. And I said, wait a minute. <laughs> do you know how much I get paid? And she said, I have no idea. And I said, how much does this pay? And she said, do you want to go to lunch? And so, yeah. So then I worked for Denver for a year, and then the word got out. They said, oh, my gosh. We didn't know you were looking for a job. And so, right, the CEOs of San Diego and Phoenix and Seattle and Chicago. Oh, and these relationships yeah, she had created. Correct. Right? They're calling me going, hey, wait a minute. You didn't – I didn't get your resume. And I said, I didn't submit one. She just asked. And I said, Sure. And so I did that for about a year, but I was fielding offers. And uh, the, uh, there was a gal um, who was running the uh, Phoenix office who said uh, she's retiring and she needed a, her board was tasking her with a, um, a contingency and re- replacement succession plan. And would I be interested? And so my wife was not a fan of Denver. She's from Sweden, she's from Stockholm. And, um, I don't know why she didn't like Denver, but I think she wanted a warmer climate. So I took her out in March to Phoenix. Yeah, there you go, March. <laughs> March. <laughs> 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 and so, yeah. I was like, Sweden, Phoenix? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I Can
0: you give like, me the complete opposite?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm not sure there could be. Yeah, I'm not sure there could be. So, you know, sunny all the time, hot, hotter than Hades in the summer. But, um, yeah, it, it, and so, you know, just uh, within a year I had given the, you know, interim title, but I refused it uh, – an interesting story. Uh, they asked me if I would be interim when she left, and I said no. Now, this is youthful naivety. I just thought, well, you know, I'd never seen interims work out because interims are scared to make the real decisions because they don't want to, right? And then nobody gives them the thing, st- and then nobody gives them the credit because they're like, you're just the interim. So I said, how about I just be acting? I keep my title as executive vice president, and you know, <laughs> I wouldn't do that today, I don't think. But back then, I was just young and dumb, and they told me, I was that was brilliant, that answer. <laughs> I was like, really? Yeah. Okay. Sure. You know, sometimes you say stupid things and they become, you know, brilliant. And Did that it, was one of them. They said, youth you Youth know, is good sometimes. Yeah. You don't know, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. So they gave me, you know, it took a long time. We went through the process. They interviewed people nationwide. And they tell the story. They kept wanting to offer me the job. And they go, yeah, but he's just too young. Yeah, but he's just too young. And finally, after like the fifth person that they were going to settle on, they said, let's just give Matt a shot. Here I am, 20, whatever. Well, no, actually, 2006. So, what's that? 16 years later.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, what I, I want to tee this up a little bit here. So, you obviously got there, and like when I kicked this off, I talked about, you know, uh, some big moves that you've made here yes. within the Better Business Barrel. So, first off, I want to thank you very much because uh, you're giving me access to the podcast room here oh, at the absolutely. Better Business Bureau. And so, Late last year when I was putting this together and I I wanted to have a real studio. I didn't want to be doing this over Zoom or whatever. I want a quality product, right? Yeah. And um, so I reached out to Larry Kesslin, who's sitting out in the lobby right now. And I said, hey, you guys are going to put a podcast room. Did you ever do that? He says, no, but the Better Business Bureau's got this new facility and they've got a podcast room. So Larry introduced me to you and I came out here. And I think like many people, I've known the name Better Business Bureau my whole life, right? Yeah. And, but I didn't really didn't have any interaction with it, given my corporate career. But if I go into a store and I would see the, you know, the logo and the signature, <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, there's, there's some expectation from this company. So that's kind of all I really knew. And then I come here and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This isn't what I thought it was, right? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, we do that. But then there's this whole facility here and we're bringing people in and really trying to help people, you know, take their business to the next level. And then I got invited to the Torch Awards yeah. and I sit in there, I'm like going, if I was blindfolded, I would have thought I was at a Conscious Capitalism event, right? <laughs> so I'm like going, I, I love these guys, you know? Yeah. And now I'm here and your your staff is awesome. The facility is great. And so I did not realize this is, I thought every Better Business Bureau looked like this, but it turns out you're kind of the, the brainchild behind making this happen. So... That's what I wanted to explore with you is like, what led to that? Why did you decide to kind of take that plunge? And why, how did that, how did that work out? How did you convince people? Because that that's a big leadership move to so kind of go, hey, you know, this is working, no yeah. reason to rock the boat. Right. That's the norm. Right. But you've, you've taken some big strides. So what, what was the genesis of that Where? How did that
1: start? Well, that's awesome to hear to kind of go down that, you know, how we met and to hear how you know thrilled you are with the team and the facility So oh, thank you for that. Yeah, it truly is awesome. Um, and that's what we want. I mean, what you just shared was. So we kind of started with the end goal. We didn't. We didn't create this like strategic plan or anything. I can recall sitting around and it was there was somebody from Conscious Capitalism uh, Executive Committee uh, at the time, or maybe he just joined the board. He wasn't on the executive committee yet. A guy named Brian Moore, and uh, he was with a company called Y Scouts at the time, and. We were—he was on our executive committee for the Better Business Bureau—and we were sitting around. It was kind of post-recession, um, depression, whatever you want to call it. Oh eight, oh nine. I mean, oh my gosh, two thousand ten even extended into for a lot of things. And we were looking at our balance sheet and our um, numbers, and we had grown through the recession, through a couple of you know again interesting moves in Arizona. We had grown, and so we had a lot of cash, uh, and our, our, we were running every month a, a net positive, and we're like. What do we do? And we're kind of leading at that time, too. I mean, if you looked at all the PVVs across the country, we were kind of setting the pace. And he said, so what?
0: (laughs) I hate people like that. (laughs) I know, right? He said, so what? Good job, Matt. Now what? (laughs) Yeah, he's like, so,
1: right, we got 10% market penetration. What if we get, how hard would it be to get to 11? I said, well, pretty hard. And he goes, okay, well, what if you, can you do it? And I said, well, if that's the goal, then we'll do it. And he said but so what like what's better if we do that what do we what's our impact what are we incremental improvements yeah right just what's the iterative change which is great you know you always want to incrementally improve you know rather than incrementally decline but i mean yeah is that the goal is that what you know is that my job or is that so we had another board member too say yeah you know we got all this money like why like i'm showing up at these board meetings and we've been through the roughest two to three years of our company's existence and I'm looking at your balance sheet and you got $4 million in the bank and you're running up and he goes and I get an invoice for my dues and I'm like wait a minute (laughs) I know what my balance sheet looks like I know what our p and He he said come on man let's do something for that money to work yeah so between those two we married those two conversations together and we said well what should we do and they were saying at the time, well, a lot of businesses are downsizing their real estate, meaning, you know, they're losing their, uh, you know, they're just getting more people into less space. It wasn't quite the work at home quite yet. There was some of that going on for sure. I mean, that, that you know, like I said,
0: I. The recession was a tightening of the bell thing. here. Correct.
1: Yeah. And so people were looking where. You, could people we could
0: work in less space. Right? Bingo. <laughs> yeah. We can get
1: three people in this office, not exactly, one. Yeah. yeah. So. So what are they missing? Well, they're going to miss community space. So, well, let's create community space. And so we just began these conversations and they slowly rolled. And, um, you know, about a year into it, we said, well, why don't we create a co-working space? And they said, well, okay, that's great. But so what? Why? Well, we could create, you know, maybe it around, build some educational tools around it to hit, you know, Main Street, Blue Collar. You know, who, who support the Better Business Bureau, right? We're not all tech and app development and, you know. We are landscapers and, and, and roofers and, you know, framers and people that, you know, are jackhammering parking lots. And, you know, it's kind of real, when um, you think of, you know, the infrastructure of, of the country and the jobs needed in order to do what we want to do. I mean, everybody wants that app developer, but nobody was chasing the person mopping the floors. And we were like, hey, that person mopping the floors is who, what we're about and who we're about. And so if we can create something for them, combine it with this space. And so we just kind of had this real vision of being a community uh, a, a building a community of trustworthy businesses where they would have resources available to them and no one size fits all. And we, you know, the other thing is we're not competing in the marketplace with other co-working venues and things like that. So we said, well, what can we do to be additive to the community? And those conversations led to, um, you know, we're going to build a community center based around education. And, you know, we decided to sell the building that we were in in Phoenix and move to a campus. And so we were looking at, uh, colleges, whether they were medical, kind of like you know med tech schools that had kind of you know th- that were selling their business uh, or selling their assets, um, or old campuses from like let's say a Northern Arizona University had a had a building in you know Phoenix, and, and we were just looking at places that were already set up as as universities, and um, finally came across a place in Central Phoenix that it was a city block and three buildings and. At first, it was like, what moron wants three buildings? You know, one's a headache enough if you've ever owned a building. (laughs) So I said, well, this moron does because, you know, let's think about what we're trying to do and why we might do it. And so, you know, we just kind of said, hey, look, if we want to do this, we got to take a chance. We're not going to be able to do it by just going out and trying once or twice externally. We've got to own it. We've got to feel the pressure. We've got to build it. This sends a statement to everybody. We're here. We're here for you. we're for the business community and we did it and it, you know, grew kind of organically. And we made, um, you know, kind of like water, you just see where it goes and you kind of follow it and kind of, you know, be responsive, not reactive, you know, don't react to every little thing, kind of respond to the market needs. And we built something really cool and we were only there for about two years when San Diego came a calling and said, uh, we like what you're doing, come out here and do it for us. Said, Okay you know let's talk about how and that and, might here work. We are. and here we are <laughs> and uh yeah so the decision was hey let's join forces and uh, at first they said well you don't think you can do it in san diego it's more expensive and i said uh, that doesn't come on you know look at san diego there's people are just fine i mean is it more expensive of course only a fool would say it isn't but there's more money more right? money right yeah <laughs> that's yeah exactly yeah. you know so um you know we were in the building here and just had an opportunity to take over some more of the space and so we took over the whole second floor and um uh you know did it right at the beginning of the pandemic good timing man yeah we <laughs> a new lease and everything else and we were ready to go and um boom friday the 13th march 13th 2020 uh and yeah you know it was a, it, we got a little what do you say a pause button but that was also very good for us because we were able to take our time we're able to build it kind of more the way we want it instead of getting it real quickly, you know, and then kind of uh, responding to all those little needs. And so we had a lot of time to build it out and here you are hosting your podcast in here and Vistage groups and Renaissance groups and, you know, associations and, you know, we've got,
0: I've, I've held meetings here. Yeah. You know, so it's, yeah, Yeah. it is awesome.
1: Four conference rooms. So five now and, you know, co-work space and a podcast room and, you know, free with quotes around it because, you know, uh, we can't have everybody using it every day, but, you know, our, our members get a certain amount of hours and, um, you know, the rest is somewhat nominal and, and we encourage uh, community partners to do it as well. So, you know, you don't have to be a member, but we'd love you to be. And uh, we just want people to think of better business bureau and uh, help and just, you know, we're for business, for good business. We're not for bad business.
0: So, so connect me kind of what this move was relative to the grander mission that the Better Business Bureau already had, like which is kind of about trust, right? Yeah. If I understand it correctly. Yes. And so this is kind of a little different version of that, right? So yeah. may, may so may explain a little bit. Kind of, this is a conscious capitalism, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> podcast, yeah. right? So, yeah. so you know, talk about the higher purpose and how that maybe all connected together. Well,
1: it's though it's a very fair point and it's a good point. We have this kind of we take it for granted sometimes at the BVB. We're built. We were built a uh, hundred years ago on the notion that you should do the right thing and you should treat people the right way. And you know, one of the just tenets of I think being a good human being is you know, and so that that was like our. Our founding, you know, was built upon being able to trust advertising. I mean, any article you read is going to have a bias. No matter who writes it, you're going to have a personal bias in it. Whether as hard as you try not to write personal bias, advertising should be fact-based, period, end of story, right? It should get this many miles per gallon. You should prove it, period. It can cure the cough within this many minutes or not. I mean, you know, so we were kind of founded on this tenet of business being honest and ethical. And so over the years, our mission has become, uh, to me, dominated by our product and our service, or one of the products and services that we offer, which is dispute resolution and issuing ratings. And so it, it's an easy thing to do because we don't charge consumers to file a complaint. So it's very easy for a BBB to, to get complaints, right? I mean, what's the, I'm investing in anything, but... Part of our mission is to um, celebrate businesses, you know, that are doing the right thing, and to create a community of trustworthy businesses. And how do you create a community? Well, you common, right? What's our common ethos? What do we all believe in? What values do we share? That's what a community is based upon. Whether it's, and I just didn't believe that we were going to be able to accomplish that virtually. Uh, without the resources needed, right? With the the resources that we had, we would need to raise a significant amount of money to be a real player online, to create a virtual community. And I'm not even sure that they're real virtual communities anyway. I think they're kind of... So how do we do it physically? So to create a community of trustworthy businesses, we needed to create tools, resources for business. We don't need to lead everything in that community we just need to be where that community happens we just need to be when you're walking into ignite sparked by bbb when you're walking in today or the the first time larry invited you hey come see the bbb's podcast room when you walk through the doors you said it's not what i expected hey yeah we're creating different entryways to the tent of better business bureau of trust ethics integrity of honesty of doing the right thing so our whole you know, treating stakeholders, you know, we, we view it as, you know, our stakeholder, it's everybody. It's the person who looks at that logo next to, uh, on a moving van next to a logo or their, their own company logo and, and assigns a higher value of trust to that moving company because they see that logo. So that's a stakeholder of ours, our employees, our board members, the businesses that, you know, again, we're the Better Business Bureau the businesses who have trust and ethics and integrity in their portfolio are welcome to join us because that's our, that's our trade. Our trade is ethics and trust, right? A roofers association is going to have roofers and, 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 you know, probably, you know, I don't know, nail manufacturers and whatever else, right? People related to that industry. Our industry is trust and ethics and integrity and it's somewhat intangible, but if you don't have it, we don't want you, you know, and that's, it's it's but most businesses are good. Um, most people are good. The vast majority of people wake up in the morning, without they don't don't even think how do I screw somebody over, right? That's not in their mind. So what can we do to help them along their journey and remind them that they're doing something good? So when you have a meeting here, and you're and your and your meetings, uh, uh, the people at your meeting are coming to the Better Business Bureau for this meeting. You're you're instilling this kind of you know positive. Ethical. Oh, gosh, like, you know, I'm at the Better Business Bureau. I'm not going to talk about how to, you know, skirt the rules. I'm not going to talk about, I hope not anyway, right? Like, so. <laughs> well, that's know, in conference room number yeah, three. The, <laughs> yeah, the one that we kind of. To get the special yeah, room over we there. We pulled the stickers <laughs> off the wall for that one. Yeah, the, the, yeah, so that's kind of the, you know, our, it's built in. Um, And I, I, I find myself very fortunate that, and I used to say it in a different way. I used to say, you know, I'm brushing my teeth at night. I know I may not be curing cancer, but I'm not blah blah blah, you know, making a product that while the intention is good is killing people and we're doing good work. And so, you know, being a good steward of for the community is built into what we do and how we do it. And so, you know, we love businesses that support us and we'd love them all to support us. But if they don't and they can't, then that's okay too. We're not I'm not mad about that. I don't, I don't get mad when somebody says, ah, you're, what do I get out of it? I'm like, I can't always draw you a straight parallel. You give me, I give you, this is a belief. This is a, you know, and, and, and I'm grateful to businesses that think what we do is important. And so for me, it's always, what do we add to, how do we, how do we help business? And we have enough, we have 98 BBBs across the country and, 97 of them are working on how to perfect the complaint process. And we'll, we will reap the benefit of that 97. We'll let them do output. that. <laughs> yeah, we will. And we'll do this. And I hope more BBBs see what we're doing. And I, there, there are, frankly.
0: Hopefully you do this so you don't have the complaints.
1: Bingo. <laughs> but that. that's the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The whole front end is we really, I would love to work ourselves out of a job. You know, I mean, the dream for us would be to not need a better business bureau. I mean, that's the ultimate dream. I don't think it's going to happen. But I don't think I would invent things to keep us around. You know, I mean, truly, if you didn't need what we did, we wouldn't do it. So, but maybe
0: it shifts, right? I mean, yeah. I'd I like to touch a little bit on the, the torture wars. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I uh, had an opportunity to attend the the event, and it was uh, really interesting. And, and I really felt that it was like this huge passion, and it was really important, right? Because yeah. I understood it was, if I remember correctly, like four or five companies based yep. on that size, like three yep. categories or something – that all were like we've identified you as people that really yep. honoring mission values, what you're doing in the community, and so I really got that just being one of that five, yeah, was a big deal. Absolutely. And then I think some of my table said, "Oh, I've been trying to get on that thing for like ten <laughs> years, now. I still haven't got up on that stage." But people were aspiring to that. Yeah. Um, is that something that's been going on a long time, or is that something yeah. new? Or i have
1: done about twenty years, I think, um, to different degrees of success in terms of you know how we're uh, celebrating it and how it's getting out there. And, um, it, it, it's just what we call our signature event. I mean, it really is. It's, it's a, it's a day to, you know, people just think a better women complain, you know, so I hear a scam. I'm going to do that. Right. That's the, the layperson quick hit. And we're trying to change that. Uh, and that's a slog. I mean, that's an uphill climb because we got a hundred years of a, of a like you say, a hundred years. People know who we are. They hear it and they go, oh, yeah, but they don't know what we're about necessarily. And when they do guess, it's usually on the regulatory side. Right. Oh, and that's where I yeah. came from. I mean, right. that's, that was my, yeah. my And my that's our own fault. I mean, I can we could have a whole other podcast about how that happened, but it's 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 just it, it was an easy thing for, to happen, and it did happen, and it's it's a shame that it happened, um, but. This is a way to celebrate businesses who are going above and beyond and who in their at their core add what I would call care to their right. They really care about employees, customers, vendors, reputation, community. They care, character, right? Culture, community. They're you know, C C C C B, B C, C, C. They are living this and have realized that it's impactful to not only the people around them or with them, but to their bottom line and they're able to be successful. I mean, you, nobody's getting that award that's going out of business or, you know what I mean? Like, and so if you need proof positive that doing the right thing can be, you know, it doesn't have to sink your bottom line, you know, these companies every year and they just, you see real tears and uh, you see emotion because... And pride. And lots pride. Of, lots of pride. Yeah. Growing the fastest, um, that's wonderful, but you know, how does that How I work customer service. I work the front desk. I work, you know, in facilities. How am I a part of that necessarily? But, uh, you know, to win a, an ethics award, torture award for ethics to be, it takes everybody in the whole team and your vision can be what you want. And if your team is an executing inside vision, if they're taking shortcuts and, you know, uh, it doesn't work. So for us, it's, it's a wonderful event and a wonderful way to recognize Businesses and we're just thrilled to continue to do it, and you know, um, looking forward to next year as well and the year after. And so, you know, I love going down and seeing a billboard with somebody up or a TV commercial, and they say Torch Award for Ethics, finalist or winner. And so, yeah, we've got we've got some great companies in the San Diego um, region that just they believe in this. I mean, it's it's part of their DNA, and you know, well,
0: I think it's proof positive of Conscious Capitalism. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's the higher purpose. Like you said, yeah. people care. I mean, that's what high purpose is, right? My, yeah. My, I, I'm a plumber. <laughs> right? Yeah. But I use my business for something bigger and grander than just plumbing, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And that's what's being demonstrated. Yeah. And, and you guys are facilitating that process and making that happen. Absolutely. So, and and including all stakeholders. So if you look at the four tenets of Conscious Capitalism, yep. the Better Business Bureau is in action. The, Not yeah. just a conversation. It's yeah, in action.
1: It's it amazing that we've existed in parallel for so long and we're only now starting to in the last few years, right? I would say last several, maybe even several, but three to five years, we've really began to look for ways to integrate. And, you know, I've told you I have a relationship with Alexander and um, as well as, you know, a couple of board members and some other staff members and, and we're, there's something there. We know there's something there, there. We just got to, Pick it well, we're going to figure the,
0: this out in San Diego first. That, hey, I'm, that's, I'm that's, who, that's who we are here. Yeah, about, I am right? game.
1: I, I love what you guys are doing out here, and I think that um, there there is real synergy. Uh, we tend to be, um, you know, our, our reach and our brand and who we are and what we're about is is very well known, but our, our core, like we just talked about, is sometimes askew. And I think conscious capitalism, the advantage that, you have is you don't have that 100 years of whatever and people just think okay these are people businesses that are committed to doing the right thing and so if you marry those two together whether it's through you know galas celebrations mixers educational opportunities classes uh, you know i don't know credentialing there's ways that we can work together i'm a big 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 fan of conscious capitalism and the chapter leaders that i've met across the u.s because you know i've been at a couple of their uh the larger um you know annual meetings and whatnot you know just like BBB, you meet one or two people, you go. You're just trying to attach your name to something. But the vast, vast, vast majority—I mean, ninety-eight, ninety-nine percent—are good, well-intentioned, wonderful people that are trying to uh, leave the world a little bit better than they found it. And you know that's that's admirable, right? And so sure. you know, I—I sure. I, <laughs> I tell you one time I, I was asked to speak to a conscious capitalism group, and I said, you know, coming into this, I thought. Oh. Great, I'm going to be preaching to the choir. Great, and then I thought, how, no, wait a minute, that's cool. Like I have a whole room full like, of like, this like-minded is great. people. Yes, yeah, like it's way easier. How cool is that? <laughs> trying yeah, trying to convince
0: people like, well, there's a single purpose, and uh, <laughs> yeah. there's a higher value. What? What? Like, no. How am I make money doing that? I don't know if I can do that. At yeah, heart. for sure. Um, I, ca- I guess one of the, the things that's been kind of cool doing the podcast is it's exposed me to first it exposed me to the Better Business Bureau. Now I'm getting connected with the B Corp companies here oh, locally. Yeah. Uh, I had a guest in here the other day and said, hey, do you know Naturally San Diego? So there's so many of these sort of groups that have found each other, right, yeah. um, that have this commonality and are trying to help each other. But uh, I certainly have this grand hope that we can use the influence of business to really change the community of San Diego by trying to figure out like what you were yeah. just talking about. How's how's the BBB and Conscious Capital? Coming? How do we bring B Corp in this? So we started to bring these like-minded people together, have a bigger idea yeah. and want to get beyond just their business. Right. And actually want to have an impact and have a legacy about what they do. Yeah. Um, it could be a game changer for the city. That's That's what I believe.
1: Yeah, I think you want San Diego to be known as a region of integrity, too, right? I mean, you know, you just... all part of it. Yeah, you really do. I mean, if you're a business, you want to attract, you know, customers to you. And if you're, you know, it's just what harm can be done, right? Like, and you think about, like... Give me a downside of everybody being good, you know. Well, maybe the BBB goes away. Okay, my job goes away. Yes. I got to go back to cr- <laughs> breaking concrete. Or <laughs> back a drinks. bartender. Go back to bartending. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but you know, there's no downside to it, and only upside. So you know, um, treat people. As, and that's <laughs> Jeff it's not that hard. I don't think. You know, I really don't. I think it takes commitment. That's all. But, you know, you just got to commit to it. And,
0: um, well, there is a battle. I mean, uh, capitalism mm-hmm. and what we've been taught and how we've grown, it's, you know, it's all about the bottom line. Yep. And work. you know, you talked about 08, 010. Yeah. You know, what was capitalism answer? Oh, let's put. More people in a smaller space, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Versus, versus coming up with a creative solution. It was like, oh, well, here's the obvious cheaper, you yeah. know, more effective, efficient solution. Yeah. That's that's where we got to shift that mindset, right? Absolutely,
1: yeah. yeah. I guess that, that, that's a fair point. I, I hadn't thought about it in those terms. But, yeah, hey, what do you do when your back's against the wall, right? Integrity is what you are when nobody's looking. Exactly. Well, you do all this kind of, you know, so there's, when I say it isn't hard, I don't, you know, and somebody tell me, you know, if I give you a, you know, if I told you to dig a ditch a mile long, three feet wide, and a foot deep. Well, it complicated, you know? In fact, it isn't that hard until I hand you a shovel. <laughs> <But> <laughs> then comes, you go, know it's
0: hard. But it does come down to yeah. a root belief, right? Yeah, I'm sure. That uh, people are important, and if I can raise up my people, yeah. the results will come, which you described. And that's what happens with uh, oh, the people in the torture wards, right? They come in and we're making more money each year. It's like, yes, there's a validation that when you engage people and really get them excited about what you're doing, how can you not get a good result? I mean, yeah. think about it. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it is. And, it, and, you know, I'm glad you brought the people piece up because I've neglected thus far. And I feel now I'm like, oh man, talked earlier. I don't like talking about myself. And the here I am talking about myself. The team that we've been able to build here has been amazing and they've bought in. And I think, um, you know, when people say, how did you do it? It's the people, it's the board directors who have allowed us to take chances and supported us instead of kicking us when we're down coming together and saying, how can we help lift you up? And it's the staff who've just been unquestionably committed and have gone above and beyond what we've asked them to do. And, you know, it's kind of just to have, uh, they're not afraid to bring up ideas. They're not afraid to tell you when they don't think something's going to work, but they don't say, um, you know, I don't think it's going to work. So let's not do it. They say, I don't think it's going to work this way. Can we try this? And you're like, yeah, they're not, you know what I mean? They're not putting up roadblocks They're just, pointing out the obvious potholes and saying we should go around them we can still but go that, forward but that's what you want you want everybody well, yeah.
0: contributing to the, to the best outcome versus uh, well matt tell us what to do but that's but that's the thing <laughs> we think we like, think it was going to fail but we're not even bothered to tell you that yeah. right? we'll just let you fail and, and,
1: and jeff i don't want to do that. Like I said this, I don't I'm lazy. I don't want to do your <laughs> job and my job. It. That's the other yeah. part of it. You can really be lazy. <laughs> yeah. It's like I cannot work. I can sit back and watch all these amazing things happen. But you know, my role is to cheerlead, to support, to give them the tools that they need to be successful. And if they need to sit down and talk, you know, strategically or theoretically or just kick around some thoughts, that's what I'm there for too. And then, you know, when it really hits the fan, yeah, I got to step up and roll up my sleeves and get in there with them. So, but I, I got a wonderful team of, of, you know, board directors here in San Diego who have been nothing but supportive of the ideas that we've brought because it's different. I mean, we do things differently than we did 2018. So I will tell you, uh, not necessarily, I think better, but not, not, I don't mean that on a, you know, they were doing great work. This was not a poor BBB. This was not a bad BBB. I inherited, we inherited a very good, you know, Operation had a very solid, solid foundation absolutely to launch out of. and it was ready for this and the community was ready for what we're doing but it was the people you know it's the people that bought into it and the people that we've brought on and you know the amazing thing to me is we have brought in a lot of people during the pandemic and they don't know what our culture was before right so they only and they they've been nothing but additive which is just so pleasant. I would say it's surprising, but it sounds like I'm a negative person if I didn't expect it, but you just don't like, you just, I guess you don't, I, I didn't expect it to work out as well as it did. Gotta They've been wonderful.
0: That. Yeah. So yeah. People, well, we got to land this ship here, Matt. Yes, sir. What's the big idea? What's, I mean, if you kind of at this point in time and maybe it's like, what, what are you hoping for in the future? Whatever.
1: What's, what's the, what's the big thought? The big thought yeah. is to somehow take, um, uh, take the ideas that, that, that we have. And so, I'll use it very broad and, and not just better business bureau, but you know, what we've talked about with conscious capitalism and everything else. And, you know, you said, this is not what we're taught when we're young about capitalism and about the markets and figure out a way to hit uh, school schools uh, and get future workforce credentialed in ethical principles. Right. And so if I'm applying for a job and you're applying for a job and we both have a, you know, 4.0 from high school and uh, whatever from college, and we were both captain of the volleyball team. But I have this certification for whatever. Uh, it, it, And you don't, I land the job and you don't. All and things so being equal. All things being equal. But there's, you know, when you think of business, uh, what, is, what is business run by a person? And so you've got to get to the people and you've got to get to them young enough to where they know how important it is to, to, to think beyond themselves when they're making decisions because. You need other people to get behind your vision. A leader is only a leader if people are behind him or her, right? If you don't have anybody behind you, you're really not leading anything. And so, you know, when I see all these leadership awards, one of the things that, you know, I very rarely see somebody stand up and say, you know, gosh, stand up if you're here supporting somebody else. Let's applaud you because you guys needed to be behind a leader. There would be no leader without you all. And so teach people that it's important, you know, because they think, you know, I want to be a CEO. I want to be this. Well, how do you be a good CEO? They go, oh, make a lot of money and do this and think of new ideas. And it's like, well, how do you get those things done? Like, you know, and so people, so for me, the big idea is bringing some sort of certification process that's, you know, widely accepted and becomes kind of almost, you know, just ingrained in schooling and so hitting hitting people before they start business, and the other thing is just you know helping businesses incubate and accelerate and that sort of thing, and main street businesses particularly for us. Uh, so you know I've got one big idea, no five or six ones, yeah. Uh, how well thought Add them all out are together, uh, buddy? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But maybe you know there's something that we can collaborate on together that is impactful, and um, you know I think from time to time you know smaller iterative changes are never a, a ceo's goal or a leader's goal but mm-hmm. add it up they make a big change a lot often of that they, is
0: what the yeah, journey is for sure just a lot of a lot of little small steps done well and work, work your way up the hill right absolutely well matt i'm so glad you brought your leadership to san diego decided to share <laughs> what's oh, great being what, you had, here. what you had done in phoenix And I want to thank you for taking the time to come to the show today and share your amazing experience, insights, wisdom, and your facility with me. And for all the wonderful work you're doing here in San Diego and the whole Southwest region. Thank you. So that's our show for today. And if you enjoyed it, please subscribe and share the podcast with a friend. That is the best way to help us to continue to get the word out, to help conscious capitalism movement here in our own very community of San Diego. I'm Jeff Blanton saying, in the meantime, go do what you do. Go do what you do best for all, counting on you.